Hi, thanks for joining us at the Still Loading Podcast. Today we have Kaylise. Hey. We got Jared. What's up? And we have Chuck. Hey, yo. Also known as Charlie. <laughs> She's a little excited. Chucky D. I am. I love it every time I get to be on the Still Loading Podcast. You, you really do. And I, I, do. App- I appreciate that. I do more so because like I can't be at every Av Church event just because uh-huh. of different things going on. And so if there's any little like glimpse of hope I have in Av Church, I'm like... <laughs> I'll take it anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Um, but today we are talking about, I think this idea came to me because we're winding down right at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year has been definitely a very different year, to say the least. And I think just as Christians, and when I use the word the church today, and I think when all of us use that word, we're going to be talking more so about um, like Christ following people, right? Yeah. Um. And so we're coming, we're coming to the end of the year, uh, one that taught us a lot, but it's like, okay, now that things are winding down, where do we go from here? Because we've all learned so much, right? Mm-hmm. We've all gone through our own individual things. We've all gone through things as coll- uh, collectively. And so it's like, okay, where do Christ-following people go from here? So what do you guys think about that? Anything? I could go first. I would say uh, just... It's the end of the year, and I would say going to the beginning of the year, uh, it's going with a lot more hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing for me, too. So I think I've allowed this year to get me a little pessimistic because I guarantee you I've said the same thing that you've all said at one point is, oh, I just want to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. It's kind of it's kind of sad, but it's not going to get we're not going to get there quiet as soon as we think. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. But I think we just got to continue to roll forward, be hopeful, bring, you know, be positive and optimistic. And as far as New Year in there, we're doing things differently. The church is doing things differently mm-hmm. as uh, not only the body, but uh, like an organization too. But yeah. I think we just got to be positive. We should be positive, be mm-hmm. happy and just know like, hey, like at the end of the day, we're still going to worship. We're still going to hang out. We're going to congregate. It's going to look a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but uh, don't turn to a negative Nancy about it. If your name Nancy, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was—I forget who I was listening to, and they're like, "Man, whoever was the first Nancy, like, really kind of screwed all the rest of them over." Like, what do you that, think about Karen? Oh, oh yeah, it could be. I know. If your name's Karen. Karen's, I feel bad, dude. Poor Karen. I can't think of the word like the name Karen without thinking of like somebody like that's like forty-five, late late forties, just the haircut, like all upset. Yeah, yeah it's just the classic like. Because I think in pop culture and culture, it's like the person who's just like the over complainer, right? Yeah. It's like, really, you got to go there right now. And man, anyway, sorry, that's a side note. Yeah. I just think of the haircut. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, when it comes to this year and when it comes to really kind of like the wrapping this up and what can we do different, I don't know if I have something so much of like doing something different, more so of not looking at this year as a waste of a year. Because mm. I think for me, um, once COVID hit, I, like everybody was like, oh, this is sweet. We have a uh, vacation from work and anything like that. And after like the third month, we're like, all right, I'm sick and tired of this. And it slowly, once it progressed into the later year for me personally, it's like, this is a waste of a year. And what it was, it was funny because it was your brother's Instagram post. He said something on his story where it was like, don't look at this year as a waste of a year. It's like, there's so many of my friends that have done something like they've bought a house or they've done this, they've done that. And I'm like, 
it's so true because again it goes like looking at it through like the negative lenses of what's happened i was like there's been so much growth so many different things that have come from this year that if we look at the 2020 and think this is just a year that was taken over by covid there's like we're just going to lose on all the blessings and all the growth that god was trying to do in every single one of our lives listening and really the church in general Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's the biggest thing is Every time we go through anything individual in life, we've never gone through something collectively quite like this yeah. uh, in yeah. in our history, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I say our history, I mean like our age range, you know, the millennials. <laughs> the past 30 years. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, exactly. And we do know, though, that in our individual lives that we've gone through some stuff. And when you mm. get through it, you're, you eventually become grateful, you know? Exactly. And this was a whole year kind of, though, of that feeling when you're stuck in it and you're in the middle of it and there seems like no end, there's no hope for many different reasons. And it definitely, I think is going to make us better on the other side because you've been through this chaotic year. The ground has been like sit, like beaten, you know, uprooted. And so now new growth is coming, like you said, Chuck. And I think that's going to be something beautiful. And I think, and I'm praying and hoping that as Christ following people, that when something comes up next year, because bad things are always going to happen or things that we don't necessarily want are always going to happen. Yeah. That's just the way of life. But I think now it's taught us on a grand scale to see it. And instead of taking that moment to pause or not knowing what to do or not knowing where to go or which direction to look into, we we now have been through something like this to say, I see this happening, but I'm still going to move forward. Exactly. I'm That's still so pushing true. forward. Like, that's such a good point. Um, I think for me, as I've been kind of reflecting on the end of this year and kind of what do I, what do I want to accomplish um, next year, going into next year, just looking at all the things I want to do. I was looking back at this year saying, wow, I feel like I did not do a lot <laughs> or <laughs> get a lot done. <laughs> and it was kind of crazy because like you were saying in the beginning of it, I remember thinking in the beginning of quarantine after being let off I'm like wow I have so much time to accomplish my goals and to do things and then I look back I'm like yep did not do literally anything that I thought I was going to and it was really easy to get caught up in that mindset of you know what a like what a waste and I think going into next year not only as individually but as collectively just not wasting time, you yeah. know, like setting out to do things that you want to do and not just kind of waiting around for things to happen, but being more action driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like just for an example, like for me trying to get into, um, trying to go to grad school or get into this mm-hmm. field that I want to do. And I'm like, you know, like, and I was <laughs> moping about it to Jeremy the other day, like feeling really <laughs> down on myself. Uh-huh. Um, like, man, I really want to do this. And he's like, well, okay. Like what steps? He's very logic driven. What steps have you taken to do this? I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> Not a whole bunch. But then it turned into making like action list items and like Sweet. accomplishing things. Nice. And I think that can be translated back into the church of it's so easy to look and you know, services were online or mm-hmm. um, we just had our first pop-up service mm-hmm. literally last week, the first time we met all mm-hmm. year. And it's easy to look at that and be like, Oh, I feel like we didn't accomplish a lot. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, Chuck, it's not a waste. Look at all the things we have done to get to this point and just keep pushing forward on that mm-hmm. into next year, like not losing that momentum. I feel like we had a lot of momentum mm-hmm. and just keeping that going forward, not taking those things for granted, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think you made a good point right now is, uh, you talked about kind of waiting around and you didn't do as much as you 
wanted to do for mm-hmm. a specific uh, time or for a specific reason. And I think, honestly, that's what God did to the church. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of yeah. people relied on the Sunday morning for just their week to week. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Which... Yep. Uh, it's hard to claim living a life of faith when your life of faith is an hour on Sunday, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, oh, you're a terrible person if you don't pray every day. or um, That's not what I'm saying at all. But I think so many people clung to the anchor of Sunday morning as their faith, Absolutely. as their Jesus. Yep. When Jesus is like uh, somebody who comes and transforms our minds from the inside out, our hearts, our souls from the inside out, and is a continual process every day. And yeah. I think... Um, God was, in my opinion, I think God was saying like, you know what? I'm tired of that. I don't want that anymore. I want to see a group of people who lift up my name. I'm speaking for God, I guess, which is a terrible thing to say, right? But from his perspective, I think he's... keep going. I think I need to be careful with how I say it. Yeah, you're playing a dangerous game. (laughs) No, but I really think God is saying like, hey, if you want to follow me, that's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. That's not yes. a Sunday morning for an hour thing. Right. Totally. You know, and it, it, like Jesus said it too. He says, the birds of the air have a nest, right? But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is going to be a tough journey. It's going to be a rough journey. Even when the guy's like, oh, I want to follow you. And he said, oh, all right, come with me. And he's like, well, I got to go back and bury my yeah. my parents or my father. And he's like, let the be- dead bury their dead. He's saying like, no, this is something that's all the time. You can, it's not like, oh, I'll wait during the week or I'll wait for a little bit and then I'll hop in or I'll mm-hmm. wait. It's like, no, this is yeah. the real deal. And I think honestly, God has driving that out of the church, that mentality of, well, I'll just go on Sundays and it's cool. And I understand if you're, Maybe you don't necessarily believe in God yet or something like, okay, yeah, show up, hang out. But if you're a person of faith, if you're a Christ following person, like that's an everyday thing. Yeah. It can't just be one day a week. Absolutely. And what Jared was saying about this, I think we've all said the, you know, waiting, just waiting for things to go back to normal or Mm -hmm. whatever normal looks like. Normal is such a fluid constantly yeah. changing and like you said this this idea of okay we go on sundays and then maybe do like a small group on this day of the week and we have our like specific days that we dedicate to church and maybe our idea of normal is getting back to that like okay everybody's in service on sunday like no masks indoors whatever that's your idea of normal but i think what you said is such a good point of god just like changing that up like whatever we think is normal doesn't have to be is like our idea of normal not necessarily god's idea of what's normal exactly and i and i remember keep like just this idea but i have two thoughts on this and i'll get to the the normal side of things real quick is because like in the middle of this i remember it was uh, i think craig rochelle said this it was like there is in his mind and i i agree with him 100 percent on this there is no getting back to normal Mm -hmm. totally i don't think at all and we've even talked about it on the podcast before Mm -hmm. and so i think a lot of times and i think especially right now in this season as like the vaccines coming out people are going to start getting their hopes up thinking things are going to go back to normal and when they don't i think it's just going to wreck so many people because we are walking more yeah exactly and and that's the biggest thing too it's going to be round two but it's going to look completely different yeah um this isn't a scientific podcast but it's getting there a little bit um (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah no not at all um but and i think if we keep walking or whoever maybe the church or whatever that might look like keeps walking with i can't wait till things get back to normal when they don't it's Mm -hmm. just going to wreck their faith even more because then it goes back to the idea of Mm -hmm. they're just wanting the normalcy back 
back so they can have their quote unquote relationship back with Jesus when uh-huh. Jesus is saying right now, no, 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 look it. Like your relationship with me is looking a little bit different. It's not just Sundays anymore. It's not just a small group, but it's everyday type of a thing. It's mm-hmm. your feeding as well now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just in itself as a church, like if we can stop thinking that my time of feeding is Sunday, even though it is, but it's an everyday thing like you were saying, mm-hmm. there can be so much growth that can come out of this year. And hopefully we did learn that because if not, what ends up happening, and I've seen it firsthand, especially dealing with a lot of students, is they showed up on Wednesday nights for our youth service, they'd get fed, and then they'd leave. And now that they had to tune in on YouTube, even though every kid's on YouTube, and they didn't do it, they've fallen off. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a scary thing. And I think it even translates into adults and millennials. It's just like, yeah, where is that at? Yeah, and... I think the idea of, I personally believe that as Christ following people, if we're the type to say, I just want to get back to how it was or how mm-hmm. it should be. I feel like it's reminiscent of the Israelites in the Old Testament mm. when they're just like, oh, I want to go back to Egypt. Like to, I'll be a slave again. Like I want to go back there. At least there was food to eat, you know? Right. Yeah. And I can't imagine seeing like the 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 sea part and you walk through it and you're following like this uh pillar of fire by night and you're following the cloud of uh smoke in the day yeah and you're seeing this happen before you and then still being like oh you know what <laughs> like i want to go back dude i want to go back to how it was yeah. i want to go back to normal when god had something so new for them so um amazing for them right the promised land the yeah. land of milk and honey he had something so new and something so great for them, yet their focus was so on the past and so on uh, how it should be or quote unquote, right? How it yeah. should be or what their minds thought they wanted to see. And God is probably just like, dude, do you not see what I have in front of you? And I think as Christians, we need to be a, a, a group of people to be like, all right, God, what do you have for me? Yeah. Instead of, I want to go back, take me back. It's like, mm-hmm. no, God, all right, mm-hmm. the past, what happened? Boom, it's done. Doesn't look like that way anymore right now. Cool. What do you got going on though, God? I yeah, think that's cool. Yeah. I think it, and it, I heard an analogy like this. It's like uh, when so many, t- so many times we can focus on what's happened in the past, and obviously we're talking about pre-COVID now. Um, and they made it as a reference from a car, and it was like, why do you think the rearview mirror in your car is a lot smaller than the the windshield that you're looking mm-hmm. out of? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can look back on the little things and reminisce on the fun moments, but you're supposed to be looking forward. That's mm-hmm. why your windshield is a lot bigger right. than your rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. So focus forward. And I think if we have that kind of mindset as well, like reminisce on what happened 2020, re- look at the good, look at the growth that happened but focus on 2021 and what God's going to do out of this year, mm-hmm. there can be so much growth, so much spiritual growth in every one of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to say something? No, I, I was just agreeing with Chuck. Yeah, dude. I think God is a God of newness mm-hmm. and it's like, that's what we need to be looking for. That's what we want to do, you know? And I think like Jesus said it uh, to Peter, he's like, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not overthrow it. And I think, a lot, I've seen a lot of Christians this year be so afraid, right? Yeah. Myself mm-hmm. included. I've been fearful for certain things too. Yeah. Especially when the virus first hit, I was like, nobody look and l- even look in my direction or <laughs> touch me or even get close, you know? And 
I was living a life of fear. I'm not saying to live a life of stupidity either. That's not what I'm saying. Like, yeah, uh, do whatever you want. And the Lord God will protect you. Jump off a bridge. The Lord will catch you. You know, that's like, go lick a handrail. You'll be totally good. That's not, that's not, I'm not saying (laughs) that. That's all that dice. That's, but I'm talking about like my spirit, right? Yeah. And, and whom I put my trust in is Christ. And he doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but of peace and sound mind. Right. And, I think that's going to be so important looking forward and getting into the next year in the future for Christ following people is we need to be a people of peace. Mm -hmm. We need to be a people of um, standing on truth and standing on a firmness who that is Christ, right? And be solid and and unwavering because in my opinion, I think when people see Christ following people freaking out and losing their minds and going insane over something, yet claiming that they serve this God who reigns above the earth. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a contradiction. It gets me mad, bro. Yeah, it it, it, it really does get me frustrated, yeah. too. Those are it? like the people on, like, Facebook. They're like, yeah. I, those are like oh, the Facebook yeah. crowd, you know? Yeah. Those are the ones that are always putting stuff, like, like they're the ones causing the most division, or they always have something negative to say, but... And you're like, oh, doesn't you know? Doesn't so go so go to this church, or don't they go to the church? Like, oh yeah, they're very involved. But every time you check their Facebook feed, negative, negative, negative. They're the first ones to be bashing pastors or saying all sorts of things, and mm-hmm. it, it's tough because you want to like you want to be able to commune with everybody, mm-hmm. but there are people like that that bring such a bad name to the church, or just especially in this time too. Like one of the things I think I've learned out of this year was um, just to not try to cause division. Yeah. And and I don't think I've always, I've intentionally caused it, but especially when, you know, I'm not going to lie, when politi- like the politics were really rising, I, I was like, no, 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 I'm going to put stuff out there. And I always saw it as a way to spread information. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I wasn't doing that. However, I think it hurt more feelings mm-hmm. than it did to spread information. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing. Like, you know what? Differences aside, <clears throat> we all need to choose we all need to choose to bring that peace. We need yeah. to be that peace in the world. That's so true. And what you guys are saying about that, this idea of, of peace and not being divisive, I think what the year, this year's really made me think about and then going into 2021, 20, what I think the church really needs to take focus on is that how we're saying the church is a body of believers. The church, the church is community of people. And within that community are police officers, our scientists, our the elderly are mm-hmm. people of politi- different political views and different um, stances. Like there's so much diversity within mm-hmm. the church body. I think it's dangerous when this church body starts, beca- like starts becoming homogenized and it starts looking one way. That's, and I'm not saying this, um, like, of like obviously that's built on Jesus. But then like everyone's political views are the same. Mm-hmm. Everyone is the the demographics are all the same that's what i more so mean and so i think we just need to realize that with like the church is literally like all of us like sitting here together in our community the people reaching out to like why would we want to cause those divisions to cause that strife Mm -hmm. with the people around us you know i think facebook it's so easy online because you're not face to face with someone when you're putting Mm -hmm. out those things you can't see that you can't have that but when you have that face-to-face interaction Uh i think that just breaks down those barriers and i think it's so important to do that and and to try and put less strife into Mm -hmm. relationships i think that's what's been hard about covid is because there's not as much Mm -hmm. face-to-face interaction exactly and i I even sit and think of like that's when i thought about like i want normal it wasn't even so much um 
just like, oh, I want to be in church without a mask. <laughs> I don't really, I'm, I'm kind of over at that point. Like, uh, it's whatever. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. If you feel comfortable, if you don't feel comfortable. My main thing is like, I think I miss the community of people the most. Yeah. Yeah. Just being able to be there like on Sunday. I'll be, you know, I didn't get to stay for the whole time, but being there to kind of set up and see people, seeing people I haven't seen in a while. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I miss just being around all these people. Um, that was like one of the most refreshing things. So mm-hmm. that was one of the things I, I really look forward to uh, just being communing again. So mm-hmm. whether it's inside, outside, however it makes it happen, mass, no mass, don't care. Like as long as as the church, we can start communing together. I obviously want to take precautions, be safe, do all that. But just being together, I think is one of the best things. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do so online. I know some people, I mean, if that's comfortable for people, but it's hard. And I don't really feel like that connecting this, just knowing that, oh, I could watch, you know, Av's, you know, service, you know, if you're not, make sure to do it. But it's kind of like, what am I going to do? Like text him, like, hey, I'm watching. Are you watching too? <laughs> like, it's just not the same. Uh-huh. And that's what's, what's really been difficult for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I th- like it says it in the Bible, like, don't give up meeting together. Mm-hmm. This is the habit of some. But instead, stir each other up for love and good works, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's an integral. And I, I said on Sunday, too, from the be- very beginning, um, God is a relational God. Yeah. He built us for relationships. In the very beginning, he said, let us make man in our image. Uh, meaning God was working with uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit in community, in relationship from the very beginning to say, yeah. like, I'm going to create humanity, right, in our image. And we are part uh, built in his image, right? And so we follow his character and he, his character and who he is is somebody who's in community, community in yeah. relationship. So it's it's integral to who we are as human beings. We try to fight it t- at times, you know, oh, 100%. as much as we can and whatnot, but it definitely is integral. So yeah, I think uh, in just moving forward, we need to, yeah, it's the, the cesspool that is social media <laughs> does not help anything at all. Like when you get in front of a person, like you're saying, it is very different yeah it Mm -hmm. is very like oh dang you know what we don't hate each other and what you said earlier about um being diverse is so important in that in scripture in matthew when peter uh when jesus is about to dip (laughs) 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 he tells him upon this rock i'll build my church it's before he gets crucified and then he goes on to talk about how um he hopes that we're all united as one yep at first he says all like the Christ following people, right? All the people under his name. But then he goes on to say the Jews and the Gentiles Mm -hmm. to be all united as one under the name of Jesus. And I think that's so important in just identity and who we are and moving forward is sure. You could have your opinions, your thoughts, your stuff, but when you let it get in the way of who Jesus is and what he wants from us at that point, you're not following Jesus at the same time. We need to all come back under the banner of Christ because once we come under the banner of who Jesus is, um, I'll have a million different things that I disagree with, with anybody yeah. and be total right. and go out to lunch with them right after and be like, this is cool. Let's hang out. Mm-hmm. And like you learn from each other that way, you know, you, you, you grow in different ways. And so I think what you said, yeah, it's so important to just realize that it's like, we don't all think the same, act the same look the same or any of that, but we all serve the same God. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the big things just to add on to all of this um, is when it comes to the church in 2021, and we've seen this this year. And I think when you were talking about this and then I was like, it gets me mad. This is the part that gets me mad is when I see a church pick a side. 
And the yes. reason why it gets me mad, we had a conversation about this with a, a handful of guys, was when, when a church picks a side, whether that's politically, whether that's um, pro-BLM, non-pro-BLM, Blue Lives Matter, wh- whatever the point is, mm-hmm. when you, the church picks a side, what it does is it isolates the other side. Right. And that, to me, is the biggest frustration. And when I see other churches, and then they, they, they're, they're full on, whether that's Democrat or Republican or whatever the side is, it's just like, what are we doing? That's not what Jesus would do. Yeah. And I think this year, probably more than any other year in my six, seven... I don't know, eight years of faith, I've been more so on this, the cheesy line of what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. And this year, probably more than ever, I've said that to myself. I've said that to others because in this time frame, like what Jesus would do is love everybody. What Jesus would do was serve everybody, no matter what race they are, no matter what political side they are. And the first story that always comes to mind as we get ready for 2021 and what I hope and I pray as the church and the church body we can do is act more like the Good Samaritan. Exactly. This is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good story. And if you don't know the Good Samaritan, you can look it up in Luke 10, but it's exactly what I believe the church body needs to do because again it goes back to what you were talking about Dylan Jews and Samaritans it's like this Jewish man was beaten up on this road this real road I don't know it off the top of my head um, and to Jerusalem I think so yeah it was something like that and there's like there's like thieves that would wait around the corners in this road and they'd beat people up and take their money because it was a big trading road and the story Jesus shares he says that there was this Jewish man he was beaten up a priest walks by, a Levite walks by, and they all don't do anything for him. Mm-hmm. And the Samaritan man or the Samaritan person comes by, sees him, picks him up, spends his own money to have him stay at an inn, spends his own time helping mm-hmm. him get healed mm-hmm. and paid it all out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that right there is different cultures crossing over mm-hmm. to help one another. Yeah. And that to me is like, that's if we it's can beautiful. do that as a church yeah. in 2021, yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. When I think... I love, that's one of my favorite stories in the whole Mm -hmm. Bible. Um, And I think what's so crucial about it, especially into context of going into next year, and what I think we really need to focus on is that I think now more than ever, people are looking, people outside the church are looking towards the church at Mm. their response to everything. And I think um, the church was definitely put under a microscope last year and like, okay, so what is the church's response to the pandemic, to government orders to mm-hmm. political unrest, to protest mm-hmm. movements, Black Lives Matter movements. What is the church's response to the election? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and seeing, and obviously I think people were way more vocal about everything that's been going on this year than I have seen at least yeah. in oh, years yeah. past. <laughs> like everyone had <laughs> a voice. Yeah, exactly. Everyone had a, a piece of the, or pot, a hand in the pot. Is that what hand that's? Hand in the pot. Yeah. <laughs> but all mm-hmm. that to say, mm-hmm. I think, people really do look towards the church in times of crises to see what they're like, okay, what are the Christians doing about this? You know, all the time, all the time. And so, and I think knowing that like being exactly like, we just need to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do in this scenario? I think that's the most important question the church should be asking itself, especially as we go into next year, knowing that people are watching, you know, Mm -hmm. being representative of who Jesus is, is, priority number one yeah Mm -hmm. that is 100 percent. i think i feel like to encapsulate just this topic that we're on uh for this question right here is like work hard to see the other side Mm 
and mm-hmm. talk to people who are on the other side, whatever that side is in yeah. your life. Because we all have our own bias, oh, yeah. biases yeah. and things in our life. But ultimately, Jared's saying he doesn't. I'm right in the center, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bud. We all, have, we, all, we all have our own biases, but we have to lean heavily, even more so going into this next year, on who God is and his yeah. character. That comes with scripture reading with um, right. prayer, with meditation on who God is, on letting letting Him renew our minds and transform us um, each and every day, you know. Yeah. But excuse me, sorry. <laughs> um, I think this next question kind of goes hand in hand with what we're talking. We're like kind of encapsulating everything that's on this list already. But um, there is one thing I want to say: is oh, in Deuteronomy thirty-one eight. Right. It's the verse that says the Lord himself goes before you mm-hmm. and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And I think that verse is super cool because I think in talking about getting ahead, that was the next question. It's like, OK, how can we get ahead and be better prepared and stuff? And we're talking all those good things is we can never get ahead of the game. Like we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. Yeah. But I love this verse because the Lord himself goes before you because it's like Mm -hmm. God is going before us. And I think that is such a perfect picture for going into next year because I think everybody's a little timid, a little like, what's next year going to bring? Like, what's (laughs) going on? But it's like the Lord, our God, is is going before us. Mm -hmm. And we need to not be discouraged. Uh, We need to not be afraid. And I think the way to get forward ultimately is just resting in who God is. Yeah, You know, that's like pretty much the only thing we can do. I'm a, if I try to put faith in myself or in Kaylee, like, tell me what to do, tell me what to do, Chuck, <laughs> yeah. tell me what to do, Jared, yeah. tell me what to do. Oh, it's going to be miserable. Yeah, and I think that, but that's perfect because you, you you right now just like highlighted like certain people, but I think too at the same time, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but when somebody puts their faith into the church and the church as being the main pastor or mm-hmm. the leader within that church and when it and they fail or mm-hmm. oh, whatever yeah. that looks like it's like just like you said it's like people get jaded towards church but at the same time it's like people will just leave hurt and it's like at the end right. of the day it's like no 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 like we can't be doing this it has to be focused on Jesus just like you were saying Dylan it's super hard though because like when you think of like the pastors, like that is the shepherd, you know, he's leading his flock. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, for those guys or girls, whoever it is, um, they're chosen. That's their calling from God. So when you see that person that's kind of elevated, no matter how you look at it, a pastor of a church is always kind of elevated. You're yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the pastor. Mm-hmm. Whether you know him, whether or not, that's your kind of view on him. Um, but what it comes down to at the end of the day is like that is a human. They're going to let you down. I was having a talk with one of my bosses. This was months ago. And I was saying, like, you know, he was telling me, you know, you know, you're doing a really good job and you're working so hard. And it's cool to see a lot of young guys like you working so hard. I'm like, yeah, you know, um, I don't see myself ever becoming jaded to my profession because my faith is not in my profession. It's not in this city that I work or what I do for a job. It's in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if something doesn't happen, you know, at work that I'm not happy about or if I don't promote or if I don't get that special assignment I want to do. At the end of the day, I mean, Jesus is still Jesus. He he sits yeah. on the throne mm-hmm. of my life, and my faith is not in him. The same way it can't be in the church. My faith can't be in Av Church. It can't be in Dylan because guess what? Dylan's going to make a mistake. Every church I've ever gone yeah. to, they pastor or somebody on the board, the staff don't has made a mistake. Don't wish that on me. I don't think it'll be anything major. Hopefully, it's nothing grave, right? No, nothing grave. But I, I will that... say stupid things from time to time. I yeah. will 
It, you're going to you make mistakes. for God. So yeah. <laughs> Logistically, <laughs> there it is. There will be something that you mess up on. You're like, oh, well, Dylan kind of, you know, he crapped the bed on that one. But everybody that's going to be working under Av, everybody that helps out does something with Av, we're all going to make mistakes. So if your faith is in the name Av Church, sorry, buddy, you're not going to be super happy or at any church for that matter. Yep. Yeah. Literally find anyone, even any of the big churches. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that it just happens. Yeah, I think... That is a dangerous thing. And that's actually like a good a thing that we I think we saw a lot of this year. And we're talking about the future of the church, right? And the future of Christ's followers is like, God really put to the test. It's like, okay, is, is your, y'all's faith in me or is it yeah. in uh, whatever else is going on out there, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. think a lot of people got put to the test. It's like, shoot, dude. Uh, their worlds were rocked because something on earth changed Mm -hmm. and we come to realize it's like man our faith was in that more so Mm -hmm. than it was in christ than it was in god one who reigns above it all and it's like ooh, shoot (laughs) dude that's scary it's like idolatry right there you know 100 percent. that's crazy 100 percent. that's the sad part though and i think i say sad i took a direct like a really right turn on that one Uh but it is the sad part because Uh when that person does fall it's like those followers of whoever that is, they fall as well and mm-hmm. they walk away from the faith. Mm-hmm. And in the vice versa, like what, what um, Jared was talking about, it's like that's why I believe you see so many church hoppers. And I'm going to say church hopper is a person that goes church to church because they don't like what one person does or because one person did this and so they're going to be leaving. And it that's not church. That's not what the body of Christ should be doing. Um it's like if God calls you to a certain church, like say God calls you to Ab Church and say, maybe Dylan said something, maybe you don't agree with, that doesn't give you the green light to be like, I'm leaving. <laughs> like that's not okay. It's like, no, have a conversation with him and see what his point of view is on that. And it's like, it's okay to disagree. It's mm-hmm. okay. I think I said that right. It's okay to disagree. Yeah. And you can still be there. You can still be a part of the church because again, yeah. just like what Kaylee said, we are all part of the same body and we all have different views mm-hmm. the only thing that's like a never a no-go or it's like okay we need to get out of here is if the person is like preaching heresy <laughs> yeah. straight yeah. up you know if they're just preaching something that is not of the word of god and claiming it to be truth and is like whoa or if the pastor rolls in with a brand new tesla and uh, <laughs> there's only a church of like 30 people <laughs> Don't get me started, Chuck. We'll I'm ready. That. Yeah, I'm ready. You roll up with some fat, shiny car. I'm be like, uh, I need to see a little more transparency. Where's this money going, buddy? Bro, you've seen my car. It's a little bubble car. It's all dirty. I was I was walking back to the car after the pop up with uh, Alex and Sierra, and I was like, dude, I feel so lame every time. I roll up to anything Av because it's like I'm the leader, right? I'm the guy, the main guy in Av. And I roll up, everybody's there, and like people are getting there, and I just come up with this little <laughs> beep beep, this little womp. This little car is just looks super lame, you know what I mean? I feel comfortable. Because <laughs> I know I'm like, that's a modest man. It, his focus is not in the riches of earth, it's on Jesus Christ. Hey, come on, somebody. I'm like, mm. that, that makes me feel good, dude. Yeah, but I want to see your dad roll up on his big old truck. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. I'm just kidding. I love PJ. <laughs> we need to get him audited. <laughs> uh, I know some people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, PJ, I'm just messing with you, dude. Oh, gosh. Um, That's awesome. But <laughs> I got the giggles now. I think we're kind of in that. In this question that I had here is like uh, people fail, right? But yeah. God doesn't. 
Um, what does that even mean? Right? Because I think a lot of people don't really know what that means. And, uh, the negative side of church, the negative side of when people mess up, that's what the unchurched or the non-Christ followers will always lift up the most, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And then we can come with them with the, well, people fail, yeah, of course, but God never does. And I think that you say it, but it doesn't really connect, you know? And so yeah. I asked that question, I was like, what does that really mean? Because I think even um, Christian people don't really know what it means either. I think I think one thing... And I don't know if I have an answer of how we can, like, what the, to the question you just said. Like, I don't know if I have a straight answer for that, but I feel like there's a solution to that. And it, I think it starts from the beginning and it goes to the idea that, like, as pastors and as leaders of the church, um, we have to check our heart constantly of who are we elevating more. And if we're elevating God more, then obviously that's, that's what we should be doing. But it's a very thin line that pastors and leaders have to walk because it can be very easy to make sounds, like say something, and it makes it feel like you are creating a following for yourself rather than yeah. a following for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think when that happens and there is a fall, mm-hmm. that's where like that's where hurt can come in and that's where people can get jaded towards church. And mm-hmm. really, it's not the church's fault. Well, it is the church's fault, but mm-hmm. they get jaded towards God as well. Yeah, and that's the that's the scary and the dangerous part. But it's just making sure you're constantly on guard, making sure. And that's the sad part when it comes to like pastors and leaders is like you have to do that because if mm-hmm. you don't, we can have a, a situation that kind of happened in somewhere in New York this past few months, mm-hmm. and like half your church leaves. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, it's and it's horrible. I don't know if it's half the church, but I'm I'm assuming there is a lot of people that are trunk. not going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think. Um, just the character of who God is. He's not somebody who controls people. Yeah. He's not somebody who, when somebody does something wrong, it's like, oh, well, he was a Christian. He did it in God's name. Mm. You know, um, we can do things for Christ in his name, right? To, to build up the church, to praise God, to do those things. But Mm -hmm. it's when we walk away from that idea of serving God or doing something for Christ. And eventually what usually actually what always hurts people is when we, decide to do something for ourselves mm. at the mm. at the cost of somebody else and yeah. especially in big leadership roles when you do something that is for yourself only that doesn't benefit people that's at the cost of an enormous amount of people yeah. mm-hmm. you know because as leaders even more it's elevated right it's like yeah. you do walk a very fine line but then even as christian people um with cell phones now is like a Christian person does something wrong or bad. It's like, that's, that's their representative, you know, yeah. like that person is a representative and we're as Christians were, and, and a lot of people groups, like, I'm not just saying only Christians, but it's like a lot of just different communities. It's like, they will always find yep. that one to like lift up to be like, Oh, this is a terrible person. And this person's a representative of who they are for all of them. And I think an important thing, most people need to learn, especially you're part of something bigger than yourself. And I think this is something I learned um, when I was in the academy was we, we, our instructors basically told us it's a, it's like a fishbowl concept. From the time we started the academy, we were in a fishbowl. Everybody's yeah. looking at us. Every Once you know something like, oh man, you know, we have to keep an eye on them. And that's kind of a concept I've kept in my life and I've applied it to being Christian as well. So Anything I do, I always take it. I'm like, oh, you know what? I am a representative, not only of 
you know, the department I work for, I'm a representative of Ab Church um, mm-hmm. of my mom and dad. So there's always a fishbowl. And I know some people are like, well, then it's just, it's like, it's restricting you. And I don't like that. It's like, you know, it, that's reality at the end of the day. Yeah. Dylan can't do something, certain things he should probably should not do because he's a representative of the church. And if he does it and it looks negatively, it's going to bring back negative attention to church. Even, um, I was kind of even, we, we had a talk like right before the pop-up. I was like, hey, like we all had, had we're you know, in agreement, we all need to wear masks because if people are driving by and they see us congregating without wearing masks, it's a bad look for our church. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that we need to do for the bigger, like the bigger goal at the end of the day. But as a Christian, there are certain things we probably shouldn't do. I mean, it's not bad, but you shouldn't do because everybody's looking at you. Your yep. non-Christian friends, people you work with, all those people are looking at you going, what are they going to do? Uh-huh. And we're constantly scrutinized yeah. as un- mm-hmm. unfair as it seems. You need to be a representative of Jesus Christ all the time. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And I think what's important is when people inevitably do make mistakes or when things happen, it's your response to the situation that matters. And, you know, in the case of being like, if someone were to do something, being transparent about it, being up, up forth and, um, you know, what steps are you doing to, to mitigate the situation and to right. move forward and to not dwell in the past as we've been kind of talking about mm-hmm. and just, you know, being accountable to your community yeah. and to your mm-hmm. church. I think it's so crucial, like, okay, yes, we're all going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. What are we going to do to not do that moving forward? And yeah. I think the response is, I think it's more important to me at least than the action that took place. Right. Mm -hmm. And because I think this whole thing kind of has to do, it still has to do with like the future of the church, the future Mm -hmm. of Christ followers, what we're talking about right now. That response is so important and goes hand in hand with what Jerry is saying. Because, dude, if the moment we like step away from God and say, I need to prove this point or I need to do Mm -hmm. this or I can't stand this guy, he did that or they did Mm -hmm. that. It's like we're stepping away from what God has like told us to do. You know, it's to love one another. Yeah. You know, Christ first loved us, so it's on us to love the people around us. And the moment we kind of say, no, you know what? I want to attack this guy or I want to get rid of this guy. And this is how I'm reacting to things. It's like you're reacting because you want to react. You know, that's not God telling you to do anything. Exactly. That's like you reacting because you are angry or you're upset or you're whatever. But I think. The future of the church. That's a that's a really big one, dude. The reaction. And I think um that's kind of what you've seen from everybody this year is we're more so reacting to everything mm-hmm. than we are like planning yep. and and structuring and um being ready for things, you know. And this year, um I feel like the church was growing, 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 right? And just like our uh how we react to things, and then this yep. year forced us to be like grow leaps and bounds (laughs) like okay now we know how to handle situations like this you know and i think the correct reaction uh and chuck you were talking about it too is like i'm not here to pick sides you know and if you want to talk about like grouping people like all these people do this everybody who's a part of this movement is this way or everybody Mm -hmm. who's a part of this movement is that way Mm -hmm. it's like no 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 it's yeah there's bad people in any movement that you do in Christianity, in any political party, there's bad people everywhere you go. But it, so it's like, that's why I'm going to choose Jesus and I'm mm-hmm. going to choose the side of humanity and build relationships around me and see who I can impact in a positive way. Yep. Right. You know, and I think that 
that needs to be the church's reaction. Not it should the church's reaction to anything culturally going on should never to be like, oh my gosh, I need to get my pitchfork so I could be over here on this side or on that side. <laughs> and I think it's hard because we live in a reactionary culture. I mean, you go yeah. on YouTube and just type react. <laughs> you're gonna find everything. Oh, yeah, it's always yeah. you know, old guy reacts to metal music or young people react to Queen. And it's like everything is it's all about like, okay, what's their reaction? So that's it's a really big thing because they're going to see like, okay, what are, it's going to be scrutinized. What are they doing? And kind of giving them that spot be like, we're not taking a stance on it. People are going to go, mm. oh man, that's not fun. Because it's mm. so easy to to like instantly jump the gun on a reaction. Yep. Like if Dylan does something and he reacts in a bad way, I'm like, oh, cool. Like this is easy. I'm going to rip him apart. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, that's what everybody does. Yeah. Uh, that's the sad truth about it. But you know, if like something bad were to happen to him and he's like, oh, well, you know, whatever. It's not fun. It's not anything newsworthy. It's, they're not going to show it on Fox or CNN or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that reaction ultimately has to come from a place of standing on the foundation that is Christ. Because yes. look, mm-hmm. when you're standing on that foundation, nothing rocks it. Right. Nothing. Yeah. The gates of hell cannot rock it. You know, nothing can shake it, mess with it, do anything. And so when waves do come, it's like this ground's solid. Yeah. Chilling. Like I'm straight chilling right now. I'm not even worried about anything. And I think you've seen Christ following people standing on something that's not the foundation of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but maybe claiming, and I'm not saying they're terrible people or anything like I get it. We're all in our own spiritual growth uh, pathways. I'm not hating on people, but I think we've seen where it's like they're standing on their own ground that they built out of Legos. Yeah, <laughs> you know, It's like, Oh my gosh, what in the world is happening? It's the end of the world. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> and it's like, if it's the end of the world, we still win. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like sick dude, I'm going to go to heaven. <laughs> like whatever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. there should be nothing that terrifies us in that regard, but we're all human. I get it. Right when you said that, I got this visual of, of a ground being being made of Legos, and my feet immediately just hurt. <laughs> like a foundation of Legos. Like, oh gosh, oh, that would hurt so bad. Tough. When you're younger and you step on a Lego when you're walking to your room or something. That's like the first time I think oh. I discovered a, a cuss word. <laughs> when you have that kind of pain. Random story, because I just have to tell it because it's funny. But I remember one of the first like bad words I said when I was a little kid. I like used it in like not even the correct context at all. That's awesome. It's hilarious. And I called my brother the word or whatever. And it's it's not even anything that you would think, but I used it in a complete wrong context <laughs> and he just looked at me and just started busting up laughing. <laughs> like not the intended reaction. Yeah. What's and I was just so angry and mad at him. I'm just like, mm. but anyways. What was the word? <laughs> it was damn. <laughs> And you said it like you I said, I said apologies. I don't mean I said you damn. You know, that's what I said. Nathan's probably like, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> now you're gonna have to uh put back the explicit part on uh, this podcast. <laughs> that's not uh, No, you won't. Yeah. We'll Spotify's be- just <laughs> this episode of Still Loading is not suggested, not suitable for young people. <laughs> oh, it's just funny because, like, a little as I'm a little kid, I look like a popsicle because I had a skinny body and big old head, you know. Yeah. And I just say that yes. to my brother, all crying, and, and it's just he just started busting up laughing, and I didn't know why he was laughing. But now that's that I'm older, funny. it's like that's so stupid. If you heard anybody say that, you'd start laughing, you yeah. know. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. This is a side funny. note. 
you know, you can, we can, we can relate that back. (laughs) People are yelling, being angry at us. Just take it in stride. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You know what? It's just brush it off your shoulder. Dude, that's true. That's very true. Especially this year, dude. It's like, uh, people are going to find something to be angry at you about. Always. It's like, you got to move forward. Same thing with the foundation though. When you're on that foundation, people do that. You're like, ah, it's all good. I just, as long as you're loving them, not giving, reciprocating the hate. Yeah. It's like, you're good. Um, but last question, we'll go into this is, and it kind of is talking about the reaction and whatnot, but it seems as though the world moves super fast, right? Things change all the time. Like there'll be a hip hop star here today, gone tomorrow. There'll be major uh, cultural, political movements that are here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. Um, there are things that people fight for that are super important today but not tomorrow teams that are great today not etc etc um but how do we be a church and be a christ following people because it seems like a lot of times it's like we get out of touch with what's going on around us like as christ following people and we've kind of hopped into this question throughout this whole podcast but I i guess to make it more focused it's like how do we this is like i don't want to be sus about it it's like because we don't follow culture obviously but it's like how do we still stay culturally relevant to people while still Mm -hmm. preaching the same message of jesus christ yeah you know because it seems like everything moves so fast and we're just reacting to everything and then also we just are out of touch don't know how to reach people you know and i think one thing that i want to say that's important is uh paul said to jew i'm a jew to gentile i'm a gentile to a greek person i'm a greek person like I he stays in touch with them. He knows yeah. their cultures. He knows their customs. He knows what they got going on, all for the name of Christ. Also, he could be relatable. So it's like, okay, how do we as a church stop backstepping, you know, and kind of lead that forefront while maintaining the same message of Christ? Yeah. You know? I think for me personally, like the biggest thing is like understanding what's happening in the world, but not diving into the world. Right. And that's a, and it's a fine line that the church has to walk, not only just the church, but I think Christians as individuals. And um, I think having the concept and the ideas of what's happening in the world and understanding like everything and anything that's going on, it helps and sh- it helps shape the way we as the church can not so much maybe directly talk about a certain topic, mm-hmm. but it can help us shape and shift the way we deliver certain messages yeah. and the way we do certain outreaches and mm-hmm. anything and everything we do within the church. And now I'm not trying to say like, cause you can take that and be like, well, Charlie just said to <laughs> the church needs to shape to what the world is doing. No, but I'm saying we can talk about the certain issues that are, are happening. And I think there's a difference between those two different things. And again, it goes back to what we talked about where it's like, you see churches that are just picking sides and like, that's what they're doing it's like that's going too much into the world in my personal opinion mm-hmm. yeah they can keep it jesus related but maybe they're taking those scriptures and fixing them and tweaking them to the way they want everything to be related to right but Getting we sus. don't know yeah and exactly and mm-hmm. i think that's it's just a fine line i think 2020 a lot of churches had to walk on that fine line and i think a lot of churches fell over that line or didn't mm-hmm. even get anywhere close to that line <laughs> it went yeah. both ways mm-hmm. i think what you're saying about outreach is so so important because i mean that's what 
the church exists for, right? To, mm-hmm. to fill people with Jesus so we then can pour out onto others. And so, like, one example I've seen is um, some churches, and because there's, like, a medical crisis going on right now, they have um, medical mobile units yeah. <clears throat> that they employ at their church um, to provide, you know, free vaccinations, checkups to people who don't have health insurance, that sort of thing. And that's a response to what's going on in the world, Yeah, you know, a need for more health coverage or what have you um it's not diving into it but it's it's responding to okay there's something mm-hmm. there's a community issue that's going on right now yeah. how are we going to address it how is the mm-hmm. church going to help um solve this problem mm-hmm. and i think that's so cool because it just goes back to what jesus ultimately said right serving him is the widows the orphans the poor the hungry the brokenhearted like that's what we are called to do and that's and i think that's how we stay relevant is staying yeah relevant in those communities of people because those are the the groups and the people who need it the most and who are affected by the world if that makes Mm -hmm. sense and by Mm -hmm. these cultural issues you know like things that are going on is that's how we stay relevant is helping continually constantly helping those people and i think that's the connection to the culture Mm -hmm. i i 100 percent agree and i i feel like god was speaking this into my life for the past like two years, but I really think the modern day evangelism is not so much. Um, we need to just host this evangelism service on a Friday night, and we're gonna have these bands come in, and gonna have this special speaker. So you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. but people still do that. It's like that doesn't. That's not it anymore. And I think evangelism really today looks like building relationships with people, but also hopping into those places where people need help in whatever realm because i mean in the bible i think a lot of people take this verse with within their own personal life it's like oh i need to have works otherwise my faith is dead Mm -hmm. because faith without works is dead but we need to start looking at whole churches we need to start Mm -hmm. looking even within av church it's like what is our works and it's not to pump ourselves up or to place ourselves on a pedestal but it's like what are we doing to impact the people the communities around us because faith without works is dead like i wonder what this is just me thinking out loud right now. I'm sorry, but I wonder how much resources, both financially and just items and whatnot, like the church at large gets every year. I wonder what that number and what those things are. Mm. And to to see, it's like, what could we do with that? I wonder, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, how is it distributed? Like, what yeah. is the church collectively doing for its people? You mm-hmm. know, yeah. and I think on the flip side of the local community and something that I've been really thinking a lot about this year, especially because, I mean, the pandemic has been so global is that the church isn't just the American church. We aren't Mm -hmm. just church. Isn't just America. It's nationwide. It's global. And to, and I think it's hard to keep like a global perspective when we're just in our day to day, but you know, Jesus isn't just Jesus of a God of America. He's Mm -hmm. the God of all nations. Mm -hmm. And how does that shape what we're doing in our day to day as the church, you know, it's, it's not just about us here. It's about everyone everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. That's what I really, I know that's what uh-huh. I really love like about. <laughs> there it is. Plug for after. <laughs> but um, I don't know. And I, and I think going into 2021, that's what I hope to see more is yeah. this, is this shift from this like bubble mm-hmm. of ourselves. And I think this, this individual bubble of this, the shift in attitude to what can I do for 
the person sitting next to me, what can I do for my community? What can I do for the church at large? You know, there's mm-hmm. so many steps to it and there's so many layers to it. Um, but it, it's, I mean, just one step is better than taking no steps, you know? hundred percent. You guys got anything else final? I think the last thing I think I want to say is I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, I think the one thing that I've learned this year, mainly through my profession, because you know, it's what I'm doing so much is a, I interact with a lot of people on the worst days of their lives. Mm-hmm. And I interact yeah. with a lot of people who do need a lot of help. A lot of people in the homeless community, a lot of people where so many times where I talk to people and they're like, I don't know where to go right now. I was like, all right, well, we'll go find somewhere. They're like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, where do I go? Where do I eat? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And I think even because I remember we were talking after the podcast uh, last week, I think uh, actually Ben said it too. He's like, it's like the church needs to be part of the, you know, part of filling that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's nice when there's a lot of things that are done, you know, maybe through government bodies, stuff like that, which is cool. It's helping people out. But what is the church doing when people are hungry? Mm-hmm. What is the church doing when people have nowhere to sleep at night, when they're mm-hmm. cold? What is, what is the church doing when people need sweatshirts? And, you know, even they're like a huge problem and hopefully it's not weird, but like, women who are homeless have a huge problem getting like hygiene products. Mm-hmm. That's why so many times they steal stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, it, you know, all of these kind of problems like this, like it, it makes me think like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Or am I helping out any of these people? Yeah. Am I helping out the widows? Who's feeding them? Who's taking them Thanksgiving dinners? Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's where I want to see the church do in 2021. That's mm-hmm. what I want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that comes, uh, comes to pass hope, mm-hmm. you know, in any sort of way, whether it be, clean water or hooking somebody up with maybe, you know, a cheeseburger from Jack the Box. Mm-hmm. Just get them fed, get them warm, get them clothed and show that, you know, the church is doing a lot for this community, mm-hmm. a lot for, you know, IE, a lot for Riverside, anything we could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think just to add on to that, and you, you, as you were saying it, it kind of gave me a sense of rage in myself, which is mm-hmm. weird because Whoa. I know it, it, it's it weird. Out, brother. <laughs> I, I'm going to, and it's, some, it's something that I've already said, but it goes back to churches picking sides. Cause I see churches picking, um, I see churches picking sides more so than helping the community. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that irritates me the most is when I see bigger churches, pick a side and put their effort and put their emphasis in you need to vote Republican or you need to vote Democrat. Mm -hmm. And when we see that more so than we see them do a food bank for somebody or do a a homeless outreach or they do uh, Thanksgiving meals, that's the part that gets me. And that's Mm -hmm. the part that goes back to where people can look at church and be jaded towards church because Mm -hmm. of certain groups. Mm -hmm. And I think exactly what you just said, Jerry, like as a church and as a church body, like I think that's exactly what we need to do moving forward into 2021, especially after this year. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think we talk about it enough, but there's going to be so much economic hurt Mm -hmm. from this pandemic that's Mm -hmm. going to leave people homeless, that's Mm -hmm. going to leave people without a job. So how can us as the church react in that moment Mm -hmm. yeah and i think just to encapsulate everything is i think and i i think we're all in agreement and this is the future of the church the future of the body of christ is stepping up yeah 
mm. you know, in our everyday lives, not just on Sunday. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't even think it's the future of the church. I think it's something that the church should be doing in general. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and I think we said that a lot today is like, mm. this is what the future of the church. And I think maybe, and this isn't, again, this isn't just Ab Church or New Beginnings in general, but I think mm. the church at whole, it's like, I think we're a little far behind on that. Yeah. And that Dylan would be the first one to say that. We've had those conversations before. Mm. And so I just wanted to say that when you, no, when yeah. you say that when it comes to the future of the church or thing and as if you're listening today and you're thinking like oh 2021 i'm gonna do that yeah no, we're on start start now yeah no yeah that's a way better way to say it because it does start right now it does yeah. start in our everyday lives it's not like it's the same thing like the i heard andy stanley say like the hardest person to lead is yourself 100 if you don't right. go get it done right like right now you're probably never gonna get it done yep or you're gonna wait six months or a year or 10 years down the line and something finally something breaks and you're like i should have been doing this the whole time you know don't run away from the opportunities especially right every person everything that we can to bless somebody is an opportunity to represent god and every Mm -hmm. time we have a moment to represent god is amazing and beautiful Mm, absolutely yeah and i think i think this podcast is really cool it's just made me really reflective on um the things that we've just been talking about in the past weeks and months, this, and it, it all ties together in this, this, these ideas of not being selfish of, you know, being, having, being grateful to God for these opportunities and what this year has taught us being hopeful for the, for the future and what's yeah. to come. I think I've just been so pessimistic and down this whole mm-hmm. year. It's just been, a, it's Same. been a tough time for yeah. literally everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think, us talking about this has just it's truly been like giving me hope and getting me excited and i think that's like that's what we need to to bring mm-hmm. forth and you know this idea of okay like mm-hmm. fresh starts like we mm-hmm. you know like you said start tonight start tomorrow and just mm-hmm. and just get get excited about things because mm-hmm. there's a lot to be down like mm-hmm. you can focus on mm-hmm. there's a lot to dwell about in the negatives and everything mm-hmm. but and i know because i'm someone who definitely does <laughs> but it's you know the the church is us and as people and when we mobilize and do things for god and when god's at the forefront of that oh my gosh there's literally nothing better yeah it's amazing but cool cool yep uh, that was a good one. That was. I appreciate it. I feel excited. It. Yeah, no, I th- we should be excited. We yeah. should be pumped up. As yeah. a church, it's like God's going, <laughs> Jared's hungry. <laughs> not not for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but Kaylee, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Chuck, thanks for being here. Of course. Jared, thanks for being here. Tell somebody you love them. Amen, brother. And I'm mm. Dylan. Remember to go get it done. It's not going to just happen. <laughs> just <laughs> you, do it. Yeah, you got to make, make it happen, Cap'n. Uh, but be sure to like the video subscribe on youtube um leave a review on apple Podcasts. that is an amazing help to us and just getting the word out that would be amazing i would really appreciate it but until next time we'll see you guys later